time when you hear those cute little voices telling everybody that JC and Ricky are coming on the show. But not today. Not today. Oh, wait, hold on. Are they coming in? No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not today. This is Ricky Baez, JC Less. That's right. I just made up that term. JC Less. Um, he's got other things that he had to do this morning, last minute. So I am running the ship. However, I am not solo. So let me go ahead and bring this music down a little bit. I am not solo at all. I'll tell you who is here with me here in just a bit. But again, this is Ricky Baez, co-host of the HR Talk podcast, broadcasting from the beautiful A1A Beachfront Studios in sunny Orlando, Florida. And like I just mentioned earlier, I am not running solo today on the co-chair of the show for today. We have the wonderful the amazing Amanda Brunson. Yay, hello there. <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> I hit the wrong button there for a second. <laughs> Sorry, there we go. Amanda, how are you, my friend? I am good, Ricky. How are you? Uh, you know, just hanging out. Hanging out. It, it, it's uh it's it's October, the second week almost. Actually, it is the uh, the uh, second week in October, and it's feeling beautiful here in Florida. Normally, I'm talking to JC about weather, and he's in the miserable Northeast. Uh, so you're like not too. You're literally about 20 minutes from my house. So yeah. you're still in Florida. You're still in Orlando. How are you liking yeah. the uh, the fall weather here so far? Um, I mean, the mornings are nice and the evenings are are nice, but that middle of the day sun, it's I, I could just do without that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if we could just stay like you know high 70s all day, I'd be happy. You know what? Coming from a fellow fellow Disney World aficionado, I completely understand that. So I don't know if people know this. Um, Amanda is just. I think you know what? If I was to find an analogy or some kind of an example to uh, to uh, to 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 show Amanda's love and my love for Disney, it would be this. I mean, if Mickey Mouse was to be handing out restraining orders, Amanda and myself would be on top of that list. Because we're always there, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I saw this. Um, I, so I know we're going to hopefully talk about my new car later. But while I was searching for stuff um, for my new car last night, I saw a license frame. It said, if I'm going to get a ticket, it better be to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> They're just as expensive. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, but yeah. So so how long now it's it's uh, so how long have you been such an aficionado of Disney? Well, I grew up in West Virginia, um, so, you know, didn't have, I made a few trips to Florida and most of them to Disney World, you know, in my childhood and, you know, as a young adult, Um, but really probably the time I, from the time I turned 21, so about 11 years ago, (laughs) is really um, when I really just fell in love with it. I spent my 21st birthday at Disney. Nice. Um, I was on vacation, you know, and. The morning that we were supposed to head back to West Virginia, I told my parents, I was like, I'm just going to stay here. Y'all can go back without me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, I had to go back with them, but um, I ended up moving down for the Disney College program later that year. Um, And then I did go back home for a couple more years, but then I moved down in 2014, and I've been here ever since. And I had an annual pass within three days of of living in Florida. So. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You was, that's right. You was a part of the Disney program of the uh-huh. college program. Can we talk about that real quick? 
We can. Okay, awesome. <laughs> hey, also, your mic, can you just pull it out real quick? Yeah, there you go, because it's 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 hitting your flowing hair and it's crackling it. the mic. It's okay. <laughs> so wait a minute. So let's talk about the uh the uh the uh, college program. So overall summary for for the people who don't know, what is the Disney college program? So the Disney college program is an opportunity, it's kind of like an internship in a way. Um, for working for Disney. Okay. So you come, they put you through classes at Disney University, um, like how to how to work for Disney. You know, they. I think we spent like three days just learning the Disney way. Um, this is the way. Like my cup implies. You go through um, a few days of, you know, training at your location um, and then you get put out on the floor. But during, so you're basically, you know, you have a, a job for Disney. So, you, you know, it's, it's whatever they put you in. Um, when you apply, you tell them what you're interested in. You yeah. have an interview. They talk to you about what you're interested in. If the, you, if they have opportunities that maybe you didn't mark that you're interested in, yeah. they'll talk to you about those. I'm sure. <laughs> um, like a military so recruiter. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but basically you, you work in the parks or you work in one of the resorts. You, you just, you work for Disney, but you also have an opportunity. Um, you live on Disney property. They have some property like off, um, off site, you know, off Disney property, but really close. Yeah. Um, and you have roommates, you have an opportunity to take classes through Disney. So, um, you know, if you're majoring in hospitality, there's hospitality classes you can take. Um, so there's just, it's, it's a really phenomenal experience. It's a great opportunity to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, you know, I realized that working for Disney wasn't for me, um, but I have a really good friend that, um, you know, he met his, his husband, you know, in the college program and they've been together for 10 years since they met when the same time that I was doing it. So, um, and they still work for Disney, you know, so, you know, it's, it's not for everyone, but it was a great opportunity. And I, I definitely recommend experiencing it at least once in your life. So, so I've heard about the uh, college Disney program when I was going through school, after I got out of the, uh, the, uh, military, you know, I did, I did a telecom engineering for about a year and a half and then the dot com bubble bust. And then we all got laid yeah. off. So, um, I, I started going to school and that's when I started really understanding, what this Disney college, but because I looked into it as well, coming out of the military, I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's for me yeah. in hindsight, that could have been very different. Right. But um, again, that's, that was about 15, 15, 16 years ago. Anyway. So back then it, social media wasn't as prevalent as it is right now. So right. everything I heard was, you know, word of mouth, this person who went there and this, and I heard the most amazing, craziest stories of the craziest parties that happen at those campuses. <laughs> I mean, it, are, is any of that true? Is it really crazy? Like when people go out and party after work and after school? Um, I heard about some of those stories as well. So there, when I was doing it about uh, 10 years ago, um, there were three different places you could live. Yeah. And the one that was known as the party area was Vista way. Um, I did not live in Vista way. I lived, I don't even remember the name of the, <laughs> the complex. Vista out of the way. At. Got it. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't anywhere near there. Right. Um, so, but Vista Way was definitely the party, party right. group. <laughs> Got it. So they, so what kind of stories have you heard? Cause I'm, look, I got to tell you in the Marine Corps, I partied, 
But the stories that I hear about these all-night keggers and then going to work the, the, uh, the uh, very next day, acting like nothing happened exactly an hour and 45 minutes before they clocked in for work. I mean, that, that, I that, that reminded me <laughs> of the uh, military. So, so you haven't yeah. seen anything like crazy as that, right? No, uh-uh. I don't know. I, I don't remember a lot. Um, that was a long time ago. I've had a lot on my brain since then. But So if you don't uh, remember do a remember. lot, that means you had a blast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think I got an idea, Amanda. I think we should send you in on the cover okay. as a student, and okay. I want and go through the end. Inter- oh my God, yes, go through the interview process, right, with a hidden uh-huh. camera, and just you know, just to see how the interview process is, how to get in, how orientation is, how do they select people, um, how do they get you ready to uh, you know for school and all that. It, I would love to send you through. It'll be like Twenty One Jump Street, but only what is it, three movies <laughs> right. now? Twenty Four Jump Street now. So <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. So no, that would be fun. You did that for how long? So unfortunately, um, I got really homesick. Um, and so what was supposed to be a five month program ended up being about two months. Um, I called crying to my parents and I said, please come get me. I was like, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, I hated being away. It was the first time away from home. I'm an only child. I'm very close to my parents. Um, and I was also trying to do schoolwork, not through Disney, but through my, the school up in West Virginia. So I was trying to do that while I was doing the program. And, um, so just all of those factors just were really hard. Um, and so I said, I just, I gotta go, you know, this, and so as I mentioned in the interview, um, I did not have down that I wanted to do quick service food and beverage. Uh. Well, they, in the interview, they're like, Oh, quick service is so much fun. There's always something new to do. You're going (laughs) to love it. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Well, that's where I got stuck and I hated it. (laughs) Um, I was at movies, food court, and I just, I hated it. And right before I, I, and I knew I was going to leave. Um, at the end of September, I started early August, but right before I got ready to leave and before I had told them, cause I, I had been told if you tell them you're leaving, they will like cut you out of the program right then and there. Oh, wow. So I was afraid to tell them and you know, too early that I was leaving, yeah. but they, one day about a week or week and a half before I was leaving, they said, Hey, we're going to move you to Epcot for food and wine. Oh, I'm like, well, okay, that's great. Thank you. But I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to waste your time in training me when I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Um, and so they actually, they let me go ahead and stay through the, like, like the next week, week and a half, because I was honest with them. And, yeah, okay. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, so I should have been there for five months. It was a five month program. I ended up leaving after two months for, because of my homesickness, but I grew up a little bit and moved back down a few years later <laughs> and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> you know what? Amanda, it happens, and you know what? Yeah. It's I, I get you because I come from a huge family. Now I'm not an only child; I'm the oldest of three. Um, but I can understand how somebody would get homesick and they just want to yeah. go. Um, yeah. It's just ironic that now the place you got homesick at—I think that's how to say it, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> now um, we, you. you you go there quite a bit and I'm not knocking yeah. on you because I'm there as well all the time as well. And you know what? There's been a few times where I've seen you because my wife, son and I are walking down Hollywood studios and I hear Ricky and I turn around and to be honest, Amanda, I don't know if I've, if I've ever shared this with you before, 
normally when somebody yells my name, because believe it or not, that happens quite a bit, either from the show or 90% of the time is because somebody got fired. Mm. <laughs> and I turn around and I'm like, oh my God, is it somebody that I let go? I hope it's not that. And oh, it's Amanda. I like Amanda. So <laughs> went over, gave you a big hug. And, um, yeah. and then another time, well, the other time it wasn't a surprise. The other time right. you actually texted me, you're like, hey, are you going to be in Vero Beach? Because Disney has this thing called Disney Vacation Club, for those of you who don't know. And it's Disney's version of um, of timeshares and their own special version of it. So you have a contract. I have a contract. And you text me if if, if I was going to be in Vero Beach. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be there. I, no, actually, you saw a picture. I saw a photo. Yeah. yeah, you were. I saw you were there, and I was heading over to the, yeah. um, the resort for dinner that night. That's yeah, right. You had reservations for dinner that night. So. Yeah. I, oh, when it comes to that, my friend, I plan. I, yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I plan. When it comes to food, I plan everything, as you can tell. Everything else is whatever. Whatever, you know, yeah. it, it will go with the flow. But, um, yeah, JC makes fun of me all the time because I'm always at Disney. Always, and I'm like, shut up. If you lived here, you'll be there as well. You're just mad because yeah. you don't live here and you live in the Northeast. So, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, you know what? Back to back to you, though, because I know this is going to feel like this is an interview about you. It kind of is, Amanda. <laughs> That's but okay. But I'm, I'm curious as to how you went from the, the Disney College program. You went back home completely understandable you feel homesick you got to do what's best for you but then later on you said i'm gonna come back at one point in that journey did hr come into your life okay so trying to think back so i did the disney college program 2011 i was still doing my undergrad program um, at a community college at home yep and um i didn't really know what i wanted to do but i was just kind of taking various classes um, I did end up taking an HR introductory to HR class. I'm like, I really like this. So I was like this, you know, and I was working on my bachelor's degree and it was just kind of a little bit of everything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go for my master's and it's going to have to be specialized. Mm. Um, so once I took that introductory to HR class, I was like, I like this, you know, this is, this is good. Um, so then I started looking for HR programs up and down the East coast, um, just cause I wanted to get away from West Virginia. Um, <laughs> And so, as I mentioned, I love Disney, but I didn't exactly know where this college called Rollins College was at. I <laughs> said it was in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, I had no idea where Winter Park, Florida was at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the college online, and I'm like, wow, this is a really nice college. And for those that say Rollins is expensive, yes, it is. <laughs> However, the MHR program is one of the cheapest programs that I looked at on the East coast. Really? So yeah, surprisingly. Um, so I was like, wow. Um, and I worked for Sam's club at the time, like in their cell phone department or whatever. And there was several Sam's clubs in the area. So I said, you know, uh, Rollins is the college I'm going to go to. And I just had decided that before I even looked up to see where it was at. And then I looked up winter park to Disney and I realized, it's 30 minutes away. I'm going there. That's the college I'm going to. <laughs> so awesome. I just did everything humanly possible to make sure that I got in. I had letters of references from like big wigs at Sam's club and wow, <laughs> like nice. all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I made sure and sure enough, I graduated my, with my bachelor's degree on Friday, December 13th, 2013. And I had a letter 
of acceptance to Rollins College in my mailbox on Saturday, December 14th. Nice. So that was like the best graduation present. <laughs> nice, nice. So December, oh, man, I started teaching there. Wow, I think halfway yeah. through your master's, I think I yeah, started so teaching I, there. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I started the program in August of 2014, and I graduated in May of 2016. Yeah, because I think, so no, months. you know what? No, no then, because I started, I take it back. I started I the beginning started right of, after I left. yeah, I started the beginning of 17. Started. I graduated from the 2008, I think, and then I started, yeah. I got a call, it, it's, it, did I ever tell you how I got a how I got the uh, the uh, the job teaching at Rollins? Uh-uh. It, it's 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 the weirdest thing. I mean, it, it's I'm glad it happened. Don't 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 get me wrong. Um, I um so I graduated from Rollins in in uh, 2008. And uh, one of the things okay. it, that I thoroughly I love working in projects. I love doing presentations, and I I, I just loved uh, you know helping people through the problems. Anyway, um, you know, Doctor Rogers was the uh, was the chair there. He was the uh, the uh, the chair of the masters of uh, HR program. For those of you who don't know, Doctor right. Rogers, he's this six foot two guy, you know, just really tall, and he's he he's he's been doing HR for a long, long time. So and- I told him, you know, at graduation, as a joke, I'm like, "Hey, Doctor Rogers, whenever you need somebody to teach any of your classes, give me a call." He's like, "Okay, Ricky," and completely forgot about him. Right. 2017, the beginning of 2017, my cell phone rings and I look and it's Dr. Rogers. And I'm like, I haven't spoken to him in ages. I mean, that's interesting. And I pick up, I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, Dr. Rogers. And all I hear is like, hey, are you still interested in teaching? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. What are you doing for lunch? I'm like, uh, nothing. Meet me at BurgerFi. All right, cool. And then he hung up. That, that that's it, right? <laughs> from from two thousand eight <laughs> to two thousand seventeen, uh, it, it's it was just really really interesting. But just you know, if you know Doctor Rogers, that's how he is. Anyway, mm-hmm. I met with him for lunch. He told me what happened, and um, we had a really good lunch. I mean, really good lunch. Uh, started talking about me teaching for the employer relations class and nice. putting the uh, the uh, syllabus together and everything in. I've been I've been going a hundred miles an hour ever since, and the reason I'm 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 saying that is because I got that job because of a relationship. I didn't apply; it's because yeah. of a relationship. And I was um, uh, Daniel Botero. Do you know Daniel? Right, mastering. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was. Uh, he has a um, a uh, mentors um, a group session every Wednesday night. So he invited me to his session this past Wednesday night. I'm talking to uh, to his mentees. The best way for you to get a job out there, especially now, it's not through career build, it's not through Indeed, it's not through LinkedIn. It's it's building relationships, exactly, and cultivating those relationships. I mean, it, it's exactly. it's. Wouldn't you agree? I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I have you know when I so my first job in Florida was obviously Sam's Club. I transferred from West Virginia to here, so that was good. Yeah. But it was really just a way for me to get to Florida and have a job that paid me money, you know, so I could start. Because, you know, it's hard living in one state trying to get a job in another state, you yeah. know, because a lot of people see your address and they're like, well, we don't really want to relocate you. Uh, so <laughs> right. as soon as I got here, I started applying. And, and thankfully, I found an HR internship at uh, a really good company. Um, and I was there for a couple of years through school. So I was able to work there and, and then go to school in the evenings. 
Um, but you know, as soon as I moved down here, I mean, I think I had my annual pass after like day three, but I oh. was networking after six days. Like I got there down go. here and I went to a, a great Orlando Sherm meeting. Um, and I just started meeting people. I was like, listen, I just moved here. I don't know anybody. Like I live by myself. Um, I said, I need to, to meet people. I need to know how to get in the door. And it was just through attending those uh, meetings, the Gosher meetings and the networking meetings. Um, so when I was ready, after I graduated, I had a friend that was a recruiter called me up and said, hey, I've got a job I want you to interview for. Um, and I went, I met with uh, the CFO. We spent wow. five minutes talking about cats and that was about <laughs> it. Um, Cause she, I told her I had just gotten a cat and she had just gotten a cat. And so like, as soon as I walked away, I got a call from the recruiter that the job, like they wanted to offer me the job, you know? <laughs> so um, it was through networking that I got that job. It was just, it was great. All because um, of cats. Uh, all because of cats. It, it, it's, exactly. You know what? It's awesome, though, right? Because you resonated with that person, and you, yes. you've, you, you've, you've made a connection with that person from yes. a human perspective, and boom! Look at that. I mean, I'm sure and your skill set has really great friends. See, <laughs> see, look at that. Right? <laughs> I go visit her at Vero Beach, and we go to dinner at Vero, the ah. Disney Resort. <laughs> oh, she's the one that you were she's with. The one, yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a small world, isn't it? I it don't want to sing the song though. No, no, I was I was there last weekend, and. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, because I, I saw you were there last weekend. And um, um, I think, yeah. Right? right. It was your Celebrating birthday. Celebrating my birthday. Yeah, dude, you had a blast. <laughs> and you still, I wish people could see this. So you're on video right now with the tiara on. You're ready. You're ready. Actually, I was uh, Princess Amanda of St. John's County on my birthday. So uh, I'm just going to wear the tiara every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, dude. Awesome. So, so okay. HR. Sorry, yes. because if not, we're going to be stuck here on Disney for like the rest of the day, dude. Without JC here, man, I can talk about Disney all day long. This is not a Disney Same. show. By the way, Amanda, this this show right here, this episode might be the birth the birth of a Disney Vacation Club podcast starting out. Yes. Uh, Amanda and Ricky. We got to be able to do that. We have. Yes. So I will. I'm here. I'm here ah, for you. <laughs> we'll do it. So, okay. So fast forward. Building relationships is big for you. Yes. It's key for you. Yes. That's how you got some of your positions. But the reason I really wanted to, to talk to you is because I've been following you on social media for a couple of years now. And I've seen you do different things here and there. But this year, you have surprised the living daylights out of me. Because, yes, I saw you over at uh, HR Florida, and, and you and yeah. JC did a show, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, not not too long ago, but I saw you at HR Florida. I presented it. You were sweet enough because I was upset. I was upset at HR Florida. Not really, but I kind of was because they gave me the, the wor- I think, the worst slot to speak on the very last day, the, the morning after their concert, at 7 a.m. on the very last day when everybody's hungover, they've already packed. They may or may not have changed from the night before if they even <laughs> showed up to my event. But you showed up to say, hey, how are you? Do you need anything? I'm like, dude, that's what I'm talking about. So I appreciate that. But oh, absolutely. It, even, even before that, I've seen you on social media doing all different things, volunteering for HR Florida. Mm-hmm. And then you took maybe a two-hour break, and then you was in Vegas for sure. I went to Disney in between. Oh, you went to Disney. Okay. I went to- How can I forget that? So- <laughs> I went to Disney, and then I went to Vegas. <laughs> you went to Disney in between. Wait, your mom was in town, right? My mom. So, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, 
my mom was here cat sitting for me while I was going to various conferences mm-hmm. around the world. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and so that, that's right. I forgot that important piece of detail. So you went to Disney in between. Then you hopped on a plane to go to Vegas for the Sherm yep. Conference in Vegas. Yep. You do that. You then come back. I think you, what, took another three-hour break and then went back to work? Yeah, I, so I got back from Vegas. I worked for three days, and then I went back to Disney for three days <laughs> um, to celebrate my friend Victoria's birthday. So her birthday was while I was in Vegas. So funny uh, story real quick. Um, I signed up for the Vacation Club in November of last year. Yeah. And within probably a day of doing that, my friend Victoria calls me up and says, hey, can I put a request in for Bay Lake Tower for my birthday for next year? I'm like, sure, why not? (laughs) Because, I mean, I, you know, I'm single. I don't have anybody to go to Disney with other than my friends. So I I don't want to go and stay at Disney by myself. So my friends get to, you know, join me and and, um, steal the glorious, you know, (laughs) magic. Um, so I said, sure, we can spend two days at, at Bay Lake. So yes, I came back from, um, from Vegas, spent three days at work, took another day off, went to back to Disney. And then, um, I took another, I worked for another week, week and a half. And then I spent another three days at Disney for my birthday. (laughs) I am exhausted just listening to you. I mean, seriously, (laughs) so I'm exhausted. I want to be, I want to be just like you when I grow up. I mean, seriously, cause that (laughs) I, 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 I'm I'm following you on Facebook, and I'm like I don't know how this woman does it. I have no idea. Uh, I'm I'm tired. I'm gonna take a nap for her. That's exactly what I'm gonna Thank do. Thank you. I need a nap. <laughs> By the way, I, I gotta tell you, I know I know you just said that you don't like it. It's you wouldn't like to stay at a Disney resort by itself. Have you tried it? It's, um, it's therapeutic. No, actually, dude. it's therapeutic. Is it? I'm oh, have to try it once. I've done it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly. So look, whenever in I've shared this with you. Whenever I go to on on um, property to stay on property, I don't go to the parks. I live twenty minutes away. Why am I gonna right. why, why am I gonna go to the park and waste my points? You know. Yeah. So if I go to the park, I just stay at home. But if I really, really want to enjoy the resort, I just go to the resort. So sometimes when my wife had to go to Puerto Rico, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna take this opportunity and just stay a weekend over at the Animal Kingdom, yeah. man, and just stay there, just order room service. Bring your own stuff and just hang out in the balcony talking to the animals like Dr. Doolittle. That's all you got to do. And it was great. And just hang out at the pool, come back, boom, you're done. It is way cheaper than a psychiatrist. (laughs) 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 Well, I don't know. It is Disney, so it might be up there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I... I like going. I will have to try going by myself once, but, you know. It's worth it. I enjoy it. Good. Um, I... Love it. <laughs> you know, I um, I had an op, and I, I, I think I shared this with you off the air before, but I don't think any, anybody else know this. I had an opportunity to work at Disney in HR, and I got all the way to the very end. I'm like, ah, nah, I'm good. And I'm the one who said no, and the reason I said no is, and I don't even know why I even started going through the process, because I just got excited that I got a call. This, this mm-hmm. was a while back. And I started to see it was to be an employee relations manager. And I started to ask, so what kind of a uh, what kind of uh, cases are are you handling? It's union stuff and all these other things. And and Amanda, it hit me. I'm like, I don't. No, wait a minute. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Why this is to me is my happy place on earth. And mm-hmm. I'm literally signing up to get a paycheck to hear their their dirty laundry. 
Yeah. So uh, I didn't want anything to ruin that for me. (laughs) See, (laughs) I just didn't want that. Yeah. When I first moved down here, that was my dream. Like, I want to work in HR for Disney. And then I have people going, are you sure about that? And I'm like, yeah. Like, are you really sure? And then I started hearing some stories. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't. Maybe don't. (laughs) I was like, it's magical. It's like, I had the most magical experience last Saturday. Like, everything just everything just worked out i'm like i don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes i'm happy just <laughs> coming and being oblivious to everything <laughs> you know i was sharing that same story with a buddy of mine a few weeks ago and here's 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 what he said to me he's like you know ricky but what what do you still wouldn't you want to i mean because it's what do you want to know the good the bad and the ugly there because why do you want to keep lying to yourself about what that place is and I'm like, I get it. I mean, things do happen. But you know what? Just think back into your childhood growing up. Did you believe in Santa Claus? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Were you I devastated? See? Well, they, oh, then I'm going to shut up. I have, I have to go see Santa every year. It's on, like, it's always on my Right? Holiday. So it, it, it's, it's so me, too. To me, uh, you know, obviously, we all know the truth. But to me, yeah. I still want to believe it is because it reminds me of a good time in my childhood. Right. Same thing with this. I mean, I don't want to erase that from my, although it probably cost 20 bucks when I went through. Now is a $120 if I buy a one ticket. But annual pass takes care of that. I know. I don't know how people do it. I, I do not. You know what? I take it back. I do know how people do it. I do know. That's why you see so many pissed off parents at Disney because they spent two or three years saving up for this trip. Right. And, if they're saving up for the trip, that means they got kids. If they got kids, that means they're in school. If they're in school, that means every kid in America is out of school generally around the same time, summer, and they yeah. come to Orlando, it's insanely hot, and it's miserable, <laughs> and they're doing everything, and they're yelling at each other, we're going to have freaking fun today. And they're having a, I've seen, I've seen it. Have you seen it? it oh, is, my gosh. It is yes. the funniest thing. It really is. And anyway, so yeah, so I can understand how people get all all upset. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I told you, we keep talking about Disney, Amanda. Dude, we're gonna be here for freaking ever. So talk to me about talk to me about Sherm. I mean that that obviously was not your first Sherm conference because you've been to oh, no. other ones. That was my tenth, eightieth. I think it was my sixth. Um, because we didn't obviously have 2020, so I think it was my sixth one. Um, it was my third time in Vegas (laughs) for the conference for the conference. Yeah. I've only been to Vegas three times, all three times for conferences, (laughs) conferences. Um, actually the first, the first conference ever was 2015. And I love talking about that one because it was for school. It was for Rollins. It was uh, an elective. And I was like, I got to go to Vegas for, for school, (laughs) you know? Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, but yeah, third time in Vegas for the Sherm conference and I had a blast this time. Usually like by the last day, I'm like, get me out of this town. I cannot stand <laughs> it. Um, but I think just, you know, through networking, through yeah. all the connections I have, um, I just got to spend time with some of the most incredible people in the world while I was there. And um, some of the people I had just met for the first time in real life, I obviously had met them, you know, um, online and stuff before that, but. Nice. Um, just having that opportunity to to go to Sherm and, and see all the people that you know and love that you haven't seen in, in two years for the most part, yeah. you know. Um, so it was incredible. Um, so it, so obviously you've been there a bunch of times then to, uh, yeah. to different Sherm conferences. So 
obviously this is the first one after the 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 pandemic and every year mm-hmm. every year I've gone to 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 a Sherman conference um, there's always a theme not a planned mm-hmm. theme but an unplanned theme and what I mean by that is people have a general array of questions of what's been on their mind through the entire year be working and being in the HR space so that's what I like to call when people ask in every session the same kind of questions. To me, that's the theme. So mm-hmm. post-pandemic, what have you seen is the theme in HR from everybody that went to Vegas last month? If, you, um, if you've heard anything at all, I don't know. Yeah, I think the one thing that just comes to mind immediately is just coming back together, being back together Um you know, trying to, to bring people back into the workforce because everybody's working from home. Nobody yeah. wants to go back to the office. Um, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah. but it's hard when your own HR person doesn't want to go back to the office. Uh, <laughs> then you're like, okay, you true. Wanna, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to go back. Why should I make my employees go back? You know? Um, so, but that was, it, I think that was one of the yeah. biggest things was just being back together again. So. Yeah, JC and I talked about that last week, and it, it's and I, you know, I've got I've got some 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 clients that I still do work with, and they're struggling with it. They're really struggling yeah. with whether they should bring people back, and you know, some of them are forcing people to come back. And mm-hmm. when they start telling me, Ricky, I'm just struggling with this, and my answer back to them is a question: is Why are you struggling? It should be an easy answer. I mean, it really should be an easy answer. Give them the option. I've said it on the show a bunch of times. I say it to my to my clients. I say it to everybody, dude. Just just give them the give them the option, right? Yeah. Because if you don't, if if you're making people come back to work and they were productive during the pandemic, that threw the whole notion out the window that maybe they were not work. They would gaff up. Productivity mm-hmm. productivity went up. So why are you going to bring them back other than that you just don't trust them? You know, yeah, it, exactly. it it's it's. That's that's what I've seen, but I I gotta tell you, Amanda, this pandemic has really has really ruffled some feathers. Whether it's vaccines, whether it's pay. Actually, last Tuesday, I don't know if 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 you know this, there is a Kellogg's Kellogg's workers. They went on strike across the country last Tuesday. Have you heard about this? Oh, no, I haven't. All right, let me show you this TikTok video. This one is Raise Up for 15 on TikTok. Check out what he has. It's a short 13-second video. Check out what he has to say. Check it out. Okay. Stop being greedy and pay your people. That's the, that's the top of the, that's the, that's the only message. Stop being greedy and pay your people. Pay your people what you can afford to pay them, not what you want to pay them, because this is just a clear sign of corporate greed. All right, so that's Stop it. That is from uh, right raise up for fifteen. Obviously, this is a uh, a uh, um, TikTok group, actually TikTok handle, um, focusing on raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. So let me kick it back to you. But when you hear that, what's the first thing that uh, comes to your mind from from an HR point of view? Yeah, I a hundred and or two hundred percent agree. I mean, I all I hear all I've heard for the last few months is how hard it is to hire people. Um, And I think a lot of that is people know what they're worth and they don't want to take less than it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's some companies out there that are paying $15 an hour or for, for, you know, like the minimum wage or, you know, paying over what would be considered like, you know, average um, for what most people are making. 
And, you know, there's a lot of companies that are paying over that because they have how they're getting their talent. Um, So I a hundred percent agree, you know, um, at the company I work for, uh, we were paying our minimum wage people like $10 an hour. And granted, um, that was before the minimum wage in Florida did go up to to 10, but we ended up, we increased it to 13 and I know that's still not that 15 yet, but it was a huge thing. And like when I told our new hires that thought they were coming in at $10, that they were actually going to be getting 13, like a couple of them cried. Like they were so happy that, that we had done that. Okay. Um, so yes, we're not quite to 15 yet, but I, I know that it, it's a pro, like work in progress. I mean, we were paying $10 for years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, eh. We just finally were able to make that case. So good. I agree. Companies need to be making or paying as much as they can to get the good talent in the door, um, keeping people in the door, um, you know, doing what they've got to do. Cause like just, We've heard about this turnover tsunami where people are just leaving because they can get jobs anywhere (laughs) for so much more. (laughs) Dude, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I got to share this. So I'm going to. I'm going to 50% agree with you, which means that I 50% disagree with you, <laughs> which so, is all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's right. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've shared this on the show before. I'm on the fence on this one. I'm on the fence. Should, should, or now I do believe that organizations should pay what people are worth. Sure. Because I know a lot of organizations, they look at people as like a Groupon, right? Let me get the cheapest person possible because I'm a business owner and I got to make sure I make a profit. I get that from a business owner perspective. At the same time, you do get what you pay for, right? So you can't expect somebody who's literally worth $10 an hour, you can expect $40 an hour worth of quality work out of them. You just can't do that, right? So- for me, yes, I am on the fence on that because um, I do believe organizations. First of all, I don't believe the government should be able to dictate um, what the minimum wage should be. Now, I understand why 30 years ago that was necessary. Right. Sure. I think we have evolved enough as a society to where those laws that were necessary 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago are not necessarily necessary now. But, you know, it, it, it's that's up for debate. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that um, I, I personally don't think that the minimum wage should be raised. I think generally if organizations do the right thing and pay what people are worth, I think the market is going to dictate um, itself as to what yeah. exactly what's happening right now, right? Because right now the market is dictating some – this guy is right. Some organizations, most organizations are pretty damn greedy, right? Yeah. And it's true. And what's happening is he's saying, I want 15 bucks an hour. That's cool. They go on strike. So that's the market dictating, right? Yeah. The great resignation, what you just alluded to, um, people are leaving left to right. The market, that's what I want to see. I want the market to dictate how people should be paid and how organizations should behave. Right. Um, right. But this guy, I don't know him, right? So it's easy for me to say, yeah, man, 15 bucks an hour. What if he sucks <laughs> at his job? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know if he's in a pit, but he's about to get fired. <laughs> right? This is true. Yeah. So I, I, it's, it's, that's why whenever I see things, and I don't know if I kind of tricked you there. I'm like, let me give it to Amanda because I know what she's going to say. <laughs> no, well, but. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, so, yes, companies shouldn't be greedy. Like, that's 100%. But at the same time, they should be paying, you know, the yeah. people what they're worth. And don't overpay them just because you need a butt in a seat. 
Thank um, you. But, <laughs> <laughs> you have to um, earn that right, right? <laughs> yeah, you do have to. And I, I even say this, even for internal candidates that want to move up in their role. Okay, yes, we're we're going to promote you. We're going to promote you from, you know, manager to director. Great, but you're not going to get a huge increase right off the bat. We need to make sure that you can actually like earn that. Yes. Um, you do a great job next merit cycle. We'll give you an increase, we but we're not going to just give you a 20% increase just because you took a new title. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, and, and I love, and people take, people mistake this as me loving drama and I don't, I love the opportunity. I love to see the aha in somebody's eyes when I explain to them, it's how to ask for a raise. Yeah. Right. Because I think this is crucial. And um, it's it, it's in in the example that I'm going to give you. It's in an organization that is, everything is running the way it's supposed to be. Right. I've yeah. always said if the managers on point, the employees are on point and the processes are on point, then an employee should never, ever have to ask for a raise ever. Because the manager knows. The manager yeah. knows when somebody's knocking it out of the park. And when the manager knows, he or she should be able to go to that employee and say, hey, come here. Let me talk to you real quick. Let's come into my office. Look, I've been looking at your numbers, blah, 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 blah. Because of that, yeah. we're going to give you a raise. The best accolade somebody can get is any kind of a promotion, any kind of a raise when somebody gets tapped on the shoulder, not because they apply for it. Right? right. I agree. And, and when an employee comes to me and asks for a raise, so I tell employees, if you ask me for a raise, you better come with a business case. I want you to convince me out of what I already know. <laughs> right? Because if I haven't given you a raise, that means that I haven't seen the need for a raise. Right. But if you come into me with a business case, that means that there's something that I don't know about. And the business case better not be because rent went up. And you got two kids and you and and you're a single parent, although I empathize because I grew up sure. in a single family home, that in itself is not a skill set that you that you should get more money for <laughs> to me, right? It's just it's my true. opinion, right? Yeah. You have to be able to do the it. job. You do have to earn it, right? Um it, it's it's I got into this uh so same person I was talking to got into a uh, a back and forth discussion about the meaning of hard work because he was saying hard work should always pay off. And I'm saying, no, it doesn't, right? And and I showed him that meme, and I think I shared it with you. I, there, there's a meme going around that these guys unloaded uh, four thousand pounds worth of bricks, uh, you know, for a for a um, um, uh, paving job at somebody's house. It took them three hours to. They worked hard. They unloaded it at the wrong house, Amanda. So <laughs> they oh worked God, hard, man. right? So should that be rewarded? No, you still made a mistake. You got to yeah. be competent at your job. <laughs> so wow. I used that same analogy, um, but it, it's we can't anyway. We can't go on back and forth. But to me, yes, um, you should be able to be paid what you're worth. And right. um, with a presentation that I did not too long ago, um, actually it was at a, at a, at a, at, a, at a HR Florida. That's what I propose to folks. I propose to people is don't you, you need to pay, as a hiring authority, you need to pay your associates exactly what they're worth, even if that number is above what they're asking. And everybody's ears stood up like, why? Why are you going to pay people more? <laughs> because if they don't see their worth, that's fine. It's your job to show them that worth, though, right? right? Because if I shortchange them. If I pay them fifty thousand dollars when they're really worth eighty, 
right? And that could go for like two years until somebody on LinkedIn sees the awesome work that they do. They say, we'll pay you 80. They come to me and next thing you know, I'm going to bring you up to 80. Shit, I've been shortchanging (laughs) this guy the entire time. Yeah. It's it's, anyway. Um, So can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. What do you, what is your opinion on, let's say, um, somebody in your company leaves Mm -hmm. or, you know, do you, or turns in their resignation notice, Mm -hmm. um, do you try to offer them more money to keep them or do you just say, okay, bye? (laughs) No, I, so here's the thing. Um, everybody on my team, everybody, and, and they all know this, you can ask them. Um, I've always had conversations with them about what's the next step. Gotcha. So very rarely does somebody come to me and they say, "Hey, I'm leaving without me knowing about it." Because we have that open co- that, that that open line of communication. Right. But let's say I didn't, for the sake of this of yeah. of uh, of this conversation, I would not. I would not because I would be a hypocrite. I would be yeah. a hypocrite because I tell my students, if you leave. If, though, if you submit a resignation and they give you more money, I tell them to leave anyway because they've been shortchanging you. And now they're going to yeah. expect a lot more for that. And that kind of flies in the face of the reason you're leaving because you're leaving because, A, you may be underpaid. B, you're mm-hmm. overworked. <laughs> so, yeah. or you're not passionate. So now all that's going to be, you know, turned upside down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't pay them more because I'm already paying. If they work for me, I'm already paying them the top dollar for the skill set they bring to the organization. If under that belief, I decide to give them maybe a 15, 10, 15% bump just to keep them, I'm doing myself and that person a disservice and everybody else on my team a disservice because I just said, everybody's a skill set don't matter. What matters is the threat of you leaving. Yeah. Right. So uh, the, the answer is no, I would not. Would you? I'm on the same page as you are. <laughs> I always, and you know, I, I hit a lot of managers that come to me and they're like, well, we've got to give them more money. And I said, I will not approve that. If, if that's what you want to do, I was like, you're going to have to go to my boss or my boss's <laughs> boss to try to get approval for that. Uh-huh. I just feel that once somebody has made a decision to leave, they're going to leave. Okay. Give them more money today. They might stay for a few more months, but eventually they're still going to leave. Like they probably were not leaving for the money. Uh, or they might, who knows? Yeah. In this day and age, um, but nine chances out of ten, it's it's another reason. So I just always say I'm not going to give you more money. And a lot of people, when I'm doing like their exit interview, they're like, I'm surprised they didn't try to keep me. And I'm like, I told them no. I was like, it's nothing <laughs> against you. It's just that you decided to leave, you know. And I so you're not going to be as productive now that you've decided to leave. And if we try to convince you to stay, like, what's that going to do for us? So I've always wondered about that. (laughs) I've always wondered. So uh, I would love to have been there because I would have asked, why are you so surprised? I mean, what were you expecting? I mean, because unless you decided to leave as a, 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 I don't know, a flex to get us to notice you leaving. I don't know, right? So what was the point? <laughs> so to me, right. and then the boss, did you ask the managers why they want to pay this person more money? To keep them. Just, you know, it's because we couldn't afford to, to not have them or have that position. It takes too long to fill the role. You know, just whatever. Just they didn't want. And I'm like, you know what? We'll find somebody. Time to okay. educate. Time to educate, Amanda. Because the... The fear of not have, 
I'm not calling people mediocre, right? But yeah. if let's say, let's say this person was mediocre work and we're giving them mediocre pay. And if they threaten to leave and the managers, we got to pay him more. And the reason the manager says it because we can't afford to leave this position on un, unfilled for X amount of time, yeah. then what you're telling me is the mediocre value just increased for you. It increased for you. You're going to pay more money for the, for that mediocre um, uh, uh, type of a job. Right. No, let them leave. Let them leave. And you know what? And be happy for them. That's yep. the key. That's the thing. I've got some business partners that are, when the people leave, they get they get their feelings hurt. And they get so upset. Uh-huh. No, right? <laughs> Me neither. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for you, Brian. I'm glad that you got the opportunity to find something that best suits your needs. I'll be happy for you. What do you want for your uh, for your going away party? Because I, I I'll throw it right. Yeah. It, 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 there's no reason to get upset. None at all. Yeah. 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 I just I always say, oh, I'm so excited for you. Like, where are you going? Tell me about the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like I, I say, hey, you've got to do what you've got to do. You know, you've got to look out for yourself. I'm like, we can't expect you to to stick around here if if this isn't what you want. So, well, I was just curious what your thoughts were. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue because I was reading this, uh, this uh, article earlier today. It's, it's from the Washington post and I'm trying to find, it's called micromanage and disrespected top reasons. Workers are quitting their jobs in the great resignation. And this is by Washington Post columnist Carla L. Miller. So go to WashingtonPost.com. This was uh, actually on October 7th when this was published by Carla L. Miller. And essentially what she's talking about, I guess she wrote an article about the great resignation. And for those of you listening right now and don't know what the great resignation is, I'll tell you, it's, it's for the past few months People have been leaving, resigning from positions without another job locked on, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the key here. They don't have another job planned. They're just rolling that dice and saying, I'll find something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is for the first time in the longest time, I think, it, 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 it's that has happened. So let me read um, that first couple of paragraphs. So to say my recent column on the Great Resignation touched a nerve is an understatement. That's how she starts off the, uh, the article. Hundreds of online comments and dozens of emails from readers who identified with the piece related how pandemic working conditions finally drove them out of jobs they would otherwise have stayed in. That's a powerful statement for me mm-hmm. because that means there's a lot of people that were severely unhappy. They were hiding it. And the pandemic was the straw that broke the camel's back. So it wasn't mm-hmm. the pandemic. It's not like this is, oh, my God, this pandemic is horrible. I'm leaving. No, they said, I'm done. This pandemic was the last straw. All right, continuing Open on. their eyes to, you know, what really matters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so here we go. Some readers said they quit because of acute health concerns during the coronavirus pandemic. Others describe a long-simmering but barely tolerable state of disconnect. No, of discontent in which the pandemic abruptly cranked up the heat, making the situation jump or boil. Some people set off to new career path. Others decided to speed up their retirement by a few months or earlier. Wow. So they're saying that the situation was bad anyway, either way. You know, and that gets me that 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 from an HR point of view, to me, if this is in any organization, if people use the pandemic as an excuse to leave, the pandemic is not to blame. Leadership mm-hmm. and HR is to blame. 
Yep. That's who's to blame, right? Because um, they have that tells me, without diving deeper into it, that tells me that organizations are not doing what's necessary to take a deep dive into what currently, what current employees are going through. They spent, and, and Amanda, I don't know if you've seen this. It drives me nuts when organizations spent so much money on bringing people in and then so much time and effort on finding out why they're leaving and not even a fraction of that time or or effort or money spent in the middle. The people who are still there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's called the pulse check. It's called a state interview. Organizations, mm-hmm. business leaders, it would behoove of you to start doing a pulse check, to start doing state interviews, right? And what are state interviews? It's the same thing as an exit interview. The only difference is you can do something about the outcome. That's the only difference. An exit interview, whatever invaluable information they gave you, it's not going to help the person who's giving you the information. It's not like he or she's going to say, well, shit, now that you're asking me these questions, I'm going to stick around, (laughs) right? The other type of um, interviews or meetings that I like are the skip levels where the managers are talking to the, their direct directs uh, and getting those type of, you know, that kind of feedback. We've, um, I did a couple of those or about a couple weeks ago. How did they go? um, Our senior leader and then his, you know, direct directs. And um, at first, I think some of them, some of the leaders were afraid to, to share, but once we finally, like we got them talking and opening up, um, we got some really good feedback out of it, I think. Okay. And, you know, we have some actionable items we, I think we can take from that now. And, um, they're like, wow, could we do this more often? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you see? They, and so we're like, yes. Yeah. So, um, I talked to the, the senior leader and he wants to do them like quarterly now to where he's nice. having those conversations. You see, um, that's and awesome. my boss's boss does that with me and my peers, you know, once a quarter, just to kind of, it's like doing a pulse check, but with one level below people, you don't to talk to as often you know do so. you feel now i know sometimes that uh um uh job titles they scare people sometimes so yeah. um it, it's before anybody does skip level interviews i always encourage people focus on establishing the culture of trust first because yeah. if 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 employees don't trust leadership at all, you're going to waste your time with uh, with uh, skip level interviews. You are yeah. right because nobody's going to tell the boss anything if they don't trust that their information is going to be taken with uh, sure. you know with some kind of a value. Um, so yeah, so if you do those, they're a great idea, but you've got to make sure that the trust is there. That way, employees feel compelled to really give you some bad news if there is yeah. any bad news in yeah. there. Back to the article. So for Catherine Vickery of Tampa, here we go to Florida, uh, who was hospitalized in 2015 for flu-induced pneumonia, it was frightening being called back to work inside a busy busy campus uh, building. So she has a concern about her health, and she's being called Mm -hmm. back to work after the the, uh, pandemic. So she goes on to say, quote, working in an environment where vaccines and masks were not required terrified me she said in an email Ooh, mm-hmm. hold on the university where vickery worked called employees back to campus quote deans wanted to see bustling buildings again so students can have their normal experience according to vickery employees with health concerns were required to apply under the americans with disabilities act ada to keep working remotely 
After submitting documentation from two doctors, oh, check this out, Vickery was offered the quote-unquote accommodation of a solo office inside a busy academic building. Wow. Holy so Despite being raised on the principle that if you get a good job with benefits, you keep it and never leave, Vickery left for another university that lets her work fully remotely with better pay and benefits. Holy smokes. So, okay, let me dissect that real quick. <laughs> so, all right, the university did the right thing, right? If 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 they decide to bring people back to work, and if people have a concern with um, with the pandemic and with their health condition, they have to entertain the ADA prospect. And by law, they have to go that route. Yeah. But oh my god, dude the the accommodation was to put her away from people on campus. They could have still let her work from home exactly how she did two months before. And now, look, and they lost an employee because of it. So, look, organizations can do what they want as long as they don't violate the law. They're not violating the law here, but they're doing something worse. They're going to violate the trust of the most trusted employees. That is what's happening here. As my boss would say, you got to have empathy. You do. You do. But what? why couldn't they just allow her to keep working from home? I mean, seriously. This, she, it, it, she literally just finished doing it. Yeah. But no, but they, they're going to put her in a corner where, yeah, Ricky, I get it. I get it. She's in a corner by herself. But she got to get, she can't teleport there. She got to mm-hmm. walk through a hustling and bustling campus to uh, to uh, get there. No, exactly. but but look, this is, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but this is micromanaged and disrespect to top reasons workers are quitting their jobs in the great resignation. This is from the Washington Post. Again, that is Carla L. Miller. And the reason I'm bringing that up is a lot of organizations are doing that. JC and I talked about that last week, and I don't think we're going to stop talking about it because the situation is going to get worse. More and more organizations are still going to try to bring people back into the office. I'm not saying that's the wrong answer. I'm just saying the lack of flexibility from the employee's perspective is the wrong answer. You've got to be flexible. And I'm going to post this question to you, Amanda. And uh, a friend of mine just and I just recently, you know what? This is when you know that you're getting old and boring. I don't talk about music anymore. I don't talk about games anymore. I, I, it's all I talk right now is, hey, what do you think about this company's doing? What about that company's doing? <laughs> Amanda, Friday night I went to sleep at 9.30 p.m. Yeah, I'm old. Think, oh, Friday. I had a wedding Friday night, so I was up too late. I, I was actually sitting at the table at the wedding going, it's past my bedtime at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. You was in Vegas last 11. month. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, even when I go to Vegas, I'm still in bed at a reasonable time. Like I was, I don't know if it was so bad this time, but I know the year, be- 2019 when we were there, I was probably in bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock, like every night I was, everybody was going out to party and I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a reasonable bedtime in Vegas it's the, it's the same thing as a reasonable breakfast time for everybody else. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. No, but here's my question to you. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people are leaving. They are. And um, I know that a lot of uh, business leaders, hardcore business leaders who <clears throat> lack a little bit of empathy, um, you know, their mantra is, you know what? You got to be happy you got a job. Be grateful that you got a job. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. Fine. Now, 
although that's true that that's a true statement a job is not a right it's a privilege and you have to yeah. earn that privilege that shouldn't be the tone to take right so there's I a hate w- when people say that that you just should be lucky you have a job that just it's it, just like oh it lacks so much empathy yeah. Now, now, I'm not going to lie, Amanda. I agree with that sentiment, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. That's not that's not how you earn people's trust. It's just not, mm-hmm. right? So it got us talking about appreciation. Yes. It, it got us talking about how different generations appreciate opportunities differently. And he says something that, that stuck with me and made me think. He said, Ricky, employees today... And now, this is what he said. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. It just it made me pause. He's like, employees today do not appreciate the opportunity to be able to work. And I'm like, huh. Okay. So I asked him, so what do you mean by that? It's like, there's, there's, yes, there's more jobs right now out there. And they, employees have their pick, right? If they got mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the uh, skill set for it, they have their pick of that job. So the more they do that, the more they act like every employer should bend at the knee for them and just, you know, bow down to them. And although that's what's happening, that's not what the employee should take advantage of because in a heartbeat, it could be the other way around. And I'm like, I get it. (laughs) Fine. But don't employers kind of do the same thing, though? Right. Don't yeah. Apple and Netflix and all these high value companies do the same thing that they expect, you know, candidates to bend over backwards for them in order to get the coveted spot. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You stomped me on that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I'm going to Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I. That one, yeah, I don't know. You should have, like, told me you were going to ask me that an hour ago. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Come on now. No. Oh, my gosh. No, it, look, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to put you in a spot any longer like that. But, <laughs> you, you know, to me, I think, I think that notion is a two-way street. I, yeah. think, I think employees should be happy that they have the opportunity to work. I think employers should be happy they have the opportunity to be an employer. Because without employees, they would not be an employer, right? Unless it's true. Yeah, yeah, they've got to. I mean, they've got to appreciate their employees. They've got to find a way to do that. I mean, otherwise, like they, you, your employees like run your company for you. You know, you, yeah. they they're the ones that are doing everything. I mean, you might be giving them direction on what they need to do, but they're the ones that are doing it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I've got uh, without you know going too much into detail about my company, but we have like software engineers that create the technology, you know, our, our VPs aren't creating technology. They're saying, okay, we've got to, we've got to have this to make it happen. But the front lines are, they're the ones that are actually doing the work. They're the ones that are creating that technology. So we've got to show them appreciation because there are, so the market is hot, especially in the industry I'm in. Um, People are getting like offers left and right. And we've, we've got to be able to show them appreciation so that they will want to stay rather than, you know, pick 
just like my, my boss said a couple weeks ago, we've got to make it to where they don't even want to pick up the phone when somebody tries to call and take them away. Boom. See, they, there it is. There it is. So I like that one where they, they don't even want to pick up the phone. I've always said I like it. I love it whenever one of my employees or former employees where I used to work, um, when somebody would call them and say, look, we'll offer you $30,000 more. Just come over here. And they say no. I love that. And um, one of my colleagues said, why do you love that so much? Because that means the culture here is more valuable than $30,000 somewhere else. Yeah. That's what that tells me. And I get people that call me all the time and they're like, Hey, would you want to come work here? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. I like where I'm at. You know, yeah. I don't even, I don't even want to hear what you're going to offer me. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. And then they hang up and they're like, I guess you didn't want that million dollars. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, Look, I honestly, I'm, I'm thrilled where I'm at and I've got so much still to learn and so to grow. So what's your favorite part about HR? just being able to engage and appreciate the teams. I mean, honestly, that's employee engagement is one of the things I look forward to the most, just being able to to show that appreciation. And I don't get to do it as much as I used to um, because I I used to have like such a small team that I supported. And now I I just, I feel like I support the entire company in it. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to, to pinpoint like, you know, the smaller teams, yeah. Uh, but I still try every once in a while. I still try to get, you know, get together with them, but that's one of my favorites. Also onboarding. Um, I don't like the recruiting aspect of it. Like I don't like to go and try to find people, but once the people have been found and like they're coming on board, like I love being able to be one of those first people that they get to experience and to kind of help oh, them you okay. know, understand the company and um, just kind of giving them that, that first, you know, like welcome to the company. And, and that's similar to that appreciation experience. Like, Every time I, I welcome a, a group of, of new hires, especially to our, our call center, I'm always like, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here. You know, thank you so much for, for wanting to join us. And um, if there's anything we can do, like, please don't hesitate to let us know. It's just really, it's, it all, it's kind of hand in hand. It's that appreciation. Yeah. It's that engagement, but it's, it's also onboarding your, your new hires too. So awesome. But you can't forget about the people that have been there for, for years as well. You've got to make sure you're showing them some love too. Oh, dude. <laughs> You know what? A hundred percent, a hundred percent there, and uh, it, it's like it's like you were with me in my conversations <laughs> with people these uh, these uh, past couple of weeks. No, because I had one client, and he was so focused on recruitment, right? Because obviously everybody's feeling this pinch, and yeah. he, he wants to throw you know increase his recruitment budget by thirty eight percent, thirty eight percent. That that that's I mean, look, if you try to deviate from your plan budget. Like after it was already uh, minted and ready to go by t- by by five percent is an issue, but mm-hmm. over thirty percent, right. I mean that's big, right? Anyway, that's um, big. I'm like, so does that include? And by budget, he means like bringing people in as far as payroll is concerned, along with the recruiting yeah. budget. So he's looking to pay new people fifteen percent more than what he was before. I'm like, hey, does that thirty eight percent include internal payroll? He's like, what do you mean? The people who are already here? He's like, no, but they're already here. I'm not going to pay them more. I'm like. So you're going to bring people from the outside with less experience and the people who are currently here, 15% more than the people that are already here with more experience. He's like, well, I mean, since you say it that way, yeah, it sounds like crap, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, so what do you suggest I do? I'm like, raise everybody's payroll to yep. 15%, right? If you're going to say you're going to pay more for the same services this time last year 
you got to do it for everybody. Yes. Right? You have to do it. Now, this is a different conversation of the value, right? This is completely different. This is if you raise one part of the of the harbor, you got to raise the other one. Because what's going to end up happening is when you bring those new people in, I know I know employers are going to tell people, don't talk about your salary. Which, by the way, they, they, there's no legal basis for us to prevent them from doing that. They can't talk right. about it, right? And they do talk about it. You're going to lose people. And when yep. you decide to then bring them up after they found out, they're going to feel some kind of way and they're going to bounce on you anyway. So. Yep. Just bring it all up. It's it's. Don't forget about the people that are already here. And that's a good point there, Amanda. It's because too many organizations forget about the people who did decide to show up. Yep. And you can't forget about those folks. So. Exactly. All right. All right. So we are just over the one hour mark. We're in one hour and five minutes. <laughs> God, Amanda, you need to you need to stop talking so much. <laughs> just, uh, meanwhile, I'm the yeah, one who's been blowing. We didn't even get to talk about my new car either. Yes. What are you, so wait a minute, because I've been following this, and look, I follow Amanda on Facebook and all kinds of social medias. And here's the thing, right? I see it's like I'm a stalker, right? Because so, I see you're at Disney, you're here, you're there. But I recently saw that you embarked on a journey of buying a brand new car, and I'm like, okay. I get excited as if I'm the one buying it. I'm like, I wonder what we're gonna get. <laughs> Right? No, because you did a great job with the building up. You said, I'm going to get a new car. I'm gonna, And we yep. didn't know what kind of car you was going to get until Thursday, right? Yep. How was that experience yeah. like? So I, I knew I needed to get a new car. The one that I had, it had like the supplemental airbag light on. And they told me that if it came back after they fixed it the first time, it was probably going to cost me like three grand to fix whatever the problem was. I said, I'd rather buy a new car. <laughs> So when the light came back, I said, well, I guess it's time for a new car. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've, in the past, I've had Hondas mm-hmm. and I currently had a Nissan Rogue. I loved my Rogue. Um, so I was just kind of debating between a new Honda CRV or the new Nissan Rogues. Cause I mean, even though mine was a 2016, there's technology and the 2021s were like, so different mm. <laughs> I, was, I was worried about driving off the car lot yesterday because i'm like i don't know how to use this car <laughs> uh, but anyway so i finally um i finally decided after looking at the crvs and looking at the rogues that the rogue was what i wanted um and so i stopped at a dealership a couple weeks ago just to look at it because i just wanted to see what it looked like um didn't really care for the service i got won't go into a lot of details about that but um I had received an email offer from um, a dealership about an hour away mm. and it was a pretty good offer. So I said, well, let me just go up there and see what they will offer me. Mm. Um, and I had a really great experience. The The customer service guy I worked with was great. Um, they didn't actually have any rogues on their lot, but there was a gentleman that worked there um, that had a 2021 rogue. So he let me look at his car when I mentioned I was going on a road trip in West to West Virginia in December, he actually took me in his car and like drove me around town um, to show me the different features that, so that I could make sure to utilize them when I go on my road trip. Um, and so I just felt like that was the best car like buying experience I've had because usually I, I get really stressed out about trying to go yeah. buy a car by myself as a single woman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's hard. True. But anyway, so I ended up on Friday going and I said, listen, I want a 2021 
blue exterior, light gray interior, SV premium package. Like I knew exactly uh, <laughs> front wheel drive. And they're like, oh, that's a purple squirrel. You're never going to find that. And I'm like, well, then if you, uh, I was like, if you want to make a sale today, you will go find that's me right. that car. That's right. And so they finally said, well, we can find everything you want except for the interior. You'd have to get the charcoal interior. And I'm like, I really don't want the charcoal interior, but if you're telling me you can find me everything else except for that, I said, I guess you can have my business. So that was Friday, uh-huh. Saturday, yesterday. Um, the salesman calls me and says, we got your car. Um, it's going to be here at like four o'clock today. Um, the blue squirrel? Come- I mean, the- well, no, he, he just told me he got the, the car, like everything. He just Except the, got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, he's like, but I do have a surprise for you, but I'm not going to tell you. You have to wait till you get here. And I'm like, okay. There we go. Um, so I've just, you know, free COVID test. Yay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so I get there and they're like, um, close your eyes. Like they took me by the hand and like, they walked me out. They said, okay, open your eyes. I opened my eyes and they had found the purple squirrel. Oh, found the Insta gray interior. Um, and everything. I mean, I knew that they had found everything else. Yeah. It was just that I didn't know about the interior. So I was so excited. Um, nice. so I got to drive off the lot yesterday with a 2020, uh, 2021 blue Nissan rogue. Um, no, that has more it, technology than I know how to use. <laughs> it's not a blue Nissan rogue. Uh, you know, everybody I know, every female I know names their car. Your car's name is oh. a purple squirrel. The purple squirrel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your car's that's name is a purple squirrel. That's, that's going to yeah. be his name. Yep. My dad asked me if I was, I meet now, he asked me yesterday if I was going to get like a decal of a purple squirrel. And I was like, no, but now I'm like, I, I kind of have yes, to. Yes, you kind of have to now. <laughs> you kind of have to. That's pretty funny. And you want to know something really funny about my blue car, Ricky? Uh-huh. I, red and black are my favorite colors. I've had a black car. I've had a red car. And usually those are the colors that I stick to. Do you want to know why I got a blue car? Oh, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me is it don't tell me it's because it's Disney related. Is it Disney it, related? It matches the new blue license plates that they have for the fiftieth <laughs> I got my plate a couple weeks or I got it like right after I got back from Vegas. Like literally I flew back from Vegas on that Sunday night. I was at the DMV Monday morning getting my license plate, and it didn't look great on a red car. I was like, I need a blue car to go with this plate. Dude, you rock. (laughs) You're you're awesome. You got a car because it matches the 50th anniversary plate, which, by the way, Florida, I think think Florida (laughs) is the only state that does that, right? Or are there other states that has different kinds of commercialized license plates? Well, I mean, other states have commercialized ones plates that you can get but this was florida is the only one that has the the disney plates but it's and this got like is 80 different ones that, yeah right they, yeah they do have quite a few <laughs> yeah. yeah so but anyway this was the first time they've ever had a disney plate but they um they have the 50th and i had to get it that's awesome so i know we're back on disney again and we could spend all day but anyway i will i'll stop but anyway i love my new car yeah and <laughs> It was my birthday present to myself. Good for you. Good for you. And the tiara. Don't forget about the uh, the, oh, yeah, uh, the tiara. tiara. <laughs> and I love, so I'm looking at your apartment, and I love how behind you, you've got a big sign that says, drink up, witches. I mean, I'm, I I know what you meant by that, but it's okay. Wait a minute. Where are you in? You're in Orlando right now, right? I am. Oh, you okay. You've got curtains. Okay. From, from my point of view, it looks like it's 10 p.m. at night. Oh. 
<laughs> I just, I, there's a lot, I, I don't have great lighting in well, here, so. No, I, it, it actually looked pretty good right now because you've got the, uh, the uh, back, I, I, I think that's your glass lighting door that's uh, covered up, right? Because it does look. Actually, my, no? my, my glass lighting door is actually on the other side oh, of the Oh, that's something else, so. got it, okay, got it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah it's. That's uh, my kitchen, my dining room back there, I've got the big oogie boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> um, thing up. Dude, you are now playing around, I love it. I've got the Mickey pumpkin that actually sings Boo to You from the, the parade. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Actually, guess <laughs> guess where we're going today? Disney. <laughs> where are I now? Yeah, we um we <laughs> and we're gonna end the show on Disney. Um, we're gonna. <laughs> so um, hey, last week we uh, we uh, <laughs> you know last week we had uh, my uh, my wife's sister uh, who uh, who uh, came down. Uh, you know because you and I talked um uh, yeah. about doing some things on Friday, uh, but I'm like I can I got people in town and we got plans anyway. Um, yeah. so we hung out or whatever and um and it's uh my son had a hard time with that. Because their kid, who's five, six years old, never been yeah. to to Disney, so we were focusing on her to make sure we yeah. do what she wants. And my son was like, "But I want to do this." I'm like, "Dude, you you're here every week. Shut up, <laughs> just 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 shut up, right?" And um, anyway, so I feel bad. So we're just gonna take him today, uh, for like the thirtieth yeah. time this year. Um, <laughs> so we were at, we were at Epcot last week. Um, my friend and I. And her son got dropped off at like one o'clock and I just, I wanted to go eat. And then I wanted to go back to the beach club to play in the pool. And yeah. her son was like, I want to go on this ride. I want to go on that ride. And she's like, I will bring you back. We are doing what she wants to do for her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, there you go. It's, you've got to have a plan of attack. So we're doing that yep. today. Um, but it's- dude, I, we got a plan. We got to plan something because when you was telling me about your new car earlier, when I found out what you bought, I'm yeah. like, man, we need to do a show live, literally on the road from the Purple Squirrel. Yes. We need to. So if we yeah. ever, oh, dude, I got it. If we ever come up with a DVC, Disney Vacation Club podcast starting Amanda and Ricky live yeah. from the Purple Squirrel, whether yes. we'll either be at Disney Springs or at Epcot, yes. you never yeah. know what resort <laughs> we might show up in. <laughs> That would be so awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, it's kind of like driving in cars with coffee or something. That yeah, no, 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 no. Or it's we for, got our own thing going on. We got our own better. thing. Forget them. This is our yeah, thing, Amanda. Come on, now. This, this is way better. What are you talking about, right? <laughs> and we can go live and record everything from the time we get there until the time Disney security kicks us out because we're not supposed yes. to be broadcasting there. Right. So. <laughs> Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna hold you to it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so look, uh I wanna thank you for 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 being on. I really do appreciate it. Um oh, it was supposed fun. to be three of us today, but uh JC's like, man, my cousin's coming over this do your thing. Amanda and I got this. Uh hey, don't worry it just about means it. You have to bring me back when JC's here. No, we are gonna do that. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm telling you, the we're gonna broadcast from the purple squirrel. That's what's going to okay. happen. We are yeah. going to do that. But I know how it is with, with uh, brand new cars. No eating, no drinking, nothing in there. I know because when I got a brand new car, uh-uh, nobody was allowed to do anything. And not- yeah. You know what, Amanda? I don't know now. I don't know. He, it, it's, I just started thinking about this right now. I remember last year when – because, look, I, my car, I, I've got a 2013 Hyundai Sonata, and it's been paid yeah. off for years, right? And dude, Hyundai, those things, pff, let me tell you, 
you can run it to death and it still goes. It really, I've had minimal issues with that car. And, awesome. uh, yeah, I've, I, and, and, and I've had it for ever since it came out. Anyway, um, and when I, when I paid it off about five years ago, I'm like, I don't want another car payment. Right. So anyway, I yeah, I don't. So I was feeling after they mine over <laughs> Right. <here>. So <laughs> then my, um, um, one of my previous employees over at uh, Transform, she got a brand new car early last year. You actually know it was two years ago when the pandemic before the pandemic happened. She's like, yeah. "Hey, we all went to lunch, and I got in her car. I'm like, oh, that new car smell.' <laughs> and, and I was exactly how you. I'm like, "What does this button do? What is that? I did not know what these different things do. With cameras all over the place, and I'm like." And dude, as soon as I got back from lunch, guess what I started doing? Researching cars and I'm like, stop. No, I do right. not need another car payment. So <laughs> if, if we do the, uh, the purple squirrel, uh, a broadcasting company, because I'm just making this shit up as we go along. <laughs> If we do that, I have to sign a contract that says I'm not going to end up buying a car after getting in your car because no, I, I I just can't do that, Amanda. I I, I it's I once you stop making car payments, and you know that once you stop making car payments, it's really hard to start doing it again. Yeah. So, yeah. but okay, we will do totally that. Get it. All right, <laughs> All right cool. but I will definitely. <laughs> you are definitely welcome back, Amanda. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, and Ricky. for it, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to find yes. out more about about Sherm, about your experiences over at the uh, at the Sherm conference, how can they get a hold yep. of you? So I am on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, and you basically, all you have to do is search for the HR Panda because that will bring me up, um, on any of those platforms that you choose. I do prefer, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter for my more professional type connections, but, um, if you get to know me well, I might accept you on Facebook or Instagram. I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I am happy to, to, you know, connect with anybody that reaches out to me. There, Excellent. And as always here at the HR Talk podcast from the A1A Beachfront Studios, you can reach us um, anywhere on social media. Look for the screaming face, hrtalkpodcast.com. We are Instagram. We are on TikTok. You know what? I even got us going on Discord. I found that out about Discord last week. I never knew what it was until some of the, you know, it, it, it's some people I work with. They told me, hey, so-and-so send me a message on Discord. What do I tell them? I'm like, awesome. Haven't talked to me. What the hell is Discord? Right? And then we started talking about it. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So we have a Discord one. HR Talk is doing something different this week, Amanda. So, you know, JC and I have been um, uh, our, our, our biggest, most exciting executive producer is somebody by the name of TikTok. Right. And what we do is we grab a lot of our content from TikTok because it's, it's, it has been the Google of the real world, of the real weird world. I can't even say that right. I need more coffee. <laughs> I do. I need an empanada too. Um, no, yeah. So, um, what we're going to do starting tomorrow, we're going to have an unofficial lunch and learn. So, I will be going live for 15 minutes during lunch because I'm not going to do it during work hours. For 15 <laughs> minutes during lunch uh, to see, I will be on TikTok Live through the HR Talk podcast handle. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. It'll be around noonish, around there, 12, 12, 15. We will be live, um, and I'll be answering any HR questions people may have. 
Obviously, it's not legal advice. I am not an attorney, but um, it's just a couple of people hanging out or a couple of hundred people or two people. I don't know. But that's starting tomorrow on Monday, October 11th. So stay tuned for that. That's going to happen every weekday from there on out. Um, But that said, all right, folks, it's that time. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Until next time, drive safe. Good night. On behalf of Ricky Baez, the entire HR Talk podcast team, and crew behind the scenes, thank you very much for your time today. Drive safe. Have a good night.